What up, what up, what up? <laughs> Welcome to the Petty Herbalist Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's your girl, Karina, sitting in a house. That's not mine, but it's fine. Chilling, vibing uh, in the Yucatan Peninsula, the land of the Maya peoples. Yeah. Where are you at, Asia? I am in the Cheyenne and Arapaho territories, uh, known as Colorado. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm present. Yes. Yeah. And in your presence, what is in your medicine bag today? Mm. Well, last weekend, um, I taught the permaculture design course and permaculture is a design science that are that's grounded in really beautiful ethics and principles. Um, shout out to my girl Ainsley. Shout out. She listens to the pod. She's a brilliant um, landscape architect and part of our core teaching team. Yes. Um, and so I've been thinking about the permaculture principles and one of them is to integrate, not separate or segregate. Mm. And this was a tricky principle for me. My work has been to embody all of these ecological principles that are found in nature, but mm. integrate rather than segregate is one that's really, really hard for me, especially, mm. you know, given the successful history of segregation and how Black people really thrived when they were segregated. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now we're integrated and gentrified and it's not political Oof. power has been dispersed intentionally, but that's a different mm -hmm. conversation. So, mm -hmm. my, <laughs> so, <laughs> so what I've been working on though is... Uh, <laughs> I have been seeing what it's like to mix things up. Mm. Um, I've been seeing what it's like to, to stack functions and to bring the desperate parts of myself into greater consciousness and cohesion. And um, it shows up in my yoga nidra practice as I'm stacking the different uh, bodies into different forms, but it also shows up in my relational practice um, mm. where I am allowing myself, the different selves that I separate for different jobs and different kinds of work. I'm allowing all of those separate parts to be in space with me wherever I go. And mm. I'm not... Um, code switching so much and so mm. that that has been medicine for me and mm. mullen verbasicum mm. has been really supporting me to uh say it with my chest mm. and really like show up honestly with my all of my parts mm. um and to be brave enough to speak my like multi-dimensional truth so mm, wow. that's uh that's my medicine bag this week sweet girl sweet human what's in your medicine bag 
Wow. Um, it is medicine to not have to code switch. Um, I decided a couple of years ago that I'm not code switching for anybody, mm. for anybody, <laughs> unless I have to, you know, adapt to help people understand me better. True. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like um, it's allowed me to be more fully myself, to be able to integrate all the parts all the time. Um, I think I grew up with so many different types of people that I learned to adapt really well mm-hmm. to be, you know, a hundred different people. But as I'm getting older, I am integrating the parts and being me and not being afraid to express all the parts of me um, to others um, in the fear of not fitting in or not being enough for the peoples. So I too am taking that on. Um, And for me, my medicine bag this week uh, was going to the dentist. (laughs) (laughs) Period, you know. Um, I am in this WhatsApp group with, um, uh, it's called Melanated Women of Playa. And uh, I think it's mostly ran by Black women. Um, but you know I got on there and I was like do y'all know a dentist and they're like yeah girl like all these different things and uh, one of the first people to reach out was um, this girl named Magic shout out Uh, (laughs) she is like an ambassador for this like fancy ass dentist in Cancun and she was like yeah girl they pick you up you get a free cleaning all the things it's a vibe and then they take you back home. And I was like, yeah, girl, sign me up. And so, yeah, that was yesterday. And um, yeah, as we, as they picked me up in this like fancy van thing, um, we were discussing like what it's like to be a black person in Mexico. And, um, and Asia and I were actually talking about how um, we require a certain uh, level of luxury and lifestyle that we can't afford to live in the U.S., um, mm. but that we can live comfortably here. And so, and also like struggling with, you know, having a good amount of privilege for the first part, or like realizing that privilege for the first time in our lives, because we're used to like being on the bottom in the U.S. and here, like you are an American, like that's your first identity. Um, like yeah you're black and there are things that come along with that but like you're still American that's your like number one identity and you have the privilege of having your U.S. passport and stuff and if anything happens to you the embassy being available to you to get you out of whatever situation immediately and so yeah understanding that privilege and stuff like that so that was that was a really good conversation And just to be in community with Black people, oh, I was just like, as I was on that bus or that uh, van going to the dentist, um, just thinking about how some of the best decisions I've made in my life is because I knew that Black people were at the root of the decision. (laughs) And so I trust Black people. (laughs) Truly. Truly. Trust Black women. Yes, black women, literally. So the dentist was great. The dentist itself was amazing. 
I got the things that I needed and super quick and efficiently. Like they don't play no games at this dentist. Everything was great. I felt, uh, I felt warm and cared for. Um, yeah, my whole experience was amazing. Um, but yeah, and then just coming back on the bus was amazing. We we're listening to Afrobeats. Our uh, Mexican driver, apparently he's been to like Nigeria a bunch of times. And he's like, I love Afrobeats. <laughs> he's like, that's my song. And he knew like three words of it. But he's like, this is my song. <laughs> oh, it was just such a beautiful experience. I just felt so loved, so embraced, so cared about. Um, and I was like, I love niggas. I really do. I love black people. <laughs> so um, black people are my medicine bag and yes. the dentist also. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, y'all. Karina is beaming. I am Listen. beaming. I, I'm really here for affordable health care. And mm-hmm. like, medical tourism is actually really, really important. Um, And it really benefits like foreign economies and it benefits us Um, because of insurance in this country, it really subsidizes poor quality of care. If hospitals were actually market-based, even though they're charging you market prices, then they would actually become more um, efficient. So I, you know, I'm really here for getting healthcare outside of this ghetto country. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm really here for like what it takes to weave and network and find your people in a space where you think that like we don't exist and how beneficial that's been for you. I just want to yeah. name how important it is for people of color to organize and to share resources mm-hmm. and to make a way for each other as we are. Um, Karina and I have been talking about um, reverse colonization. Mm. Uh, and that looks like, you know, us going home, you know, with mm. the resources, the knowledge, the, the privileges that we gained in North America and enriching other places while being conscious of the ways that we can gentrify so yeah yeah um so yeah I'm sitting with our privilege I'm sitting with the beauty of having your teeth worked on Mm. um and also the beauty of finding a network of black women to support you um and I really love that thanks Faye it was so great Mm. I'm feeling all your reflections on my share and we are getting into something really cool this week we are talking about Odie Wody <laughs> filling our oats y'all yes um, let's get into Asia that's right so this week um and this is going to be our final session Um, in the gut healing series where we have focused on, um, you know, fiber and starch and these sorts of things, these complex carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just to review, we talked about our plantains, Mm -hmm. our potatoes, (laughs) our wheat, Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> our corn. Sure did. And now um, we are talking about oats, Avena, sativa. That's right. You heard mm-hmm. this name before because it is the base of your oat straw infusion. Period. <laughs> and y'all's oatmeal, which... <laughs> Ooh, we'll get into in just a bit. Mm. But mm. as Asia mentioned, since we are ending our series, we love to do a bougie on tea time. So that's a time where we get to reflect on all the things that we discussed in the gut health series. Um, and we invite the patrons to join. Uh, we'll be putting out an announcement really soon. I'm not going to tell you one because, you know, um, but <laughs> we will be like, y'all know, because listen, <laughs> sometimes you lose internet and whatnot, you can't put out the announcement. So I just want to tell y'all it's coming out. So be looking out for that. Be looking out for that. So let's, let's talk about oats. Um, oats mm. are soothing and calming, which is why we use mm. oat straw infusion to yes. really nourish and support our entire nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, and oats, which are the seed um, mm. of the oat plant, are capable of doing that as well. I remember having really fussy and irritated skin as a young one and being put into a bath with oats like mm-hmm. literally swimming in oatmeal yeah um, and so what the oats do is it coats your skin with this like slippery kind of slimy soothing mm. nourishing um, mm. starch and um, that like cooling slime really tames the inflammatory like the inflammatory uh compounds of like your chicken pox which is what I had or and all of these things um and so what oats does to the skin externally it also Mm -hmm. does internally and so that slimy fiber is called a soluble fiber and Mm -hmm. that slime uh, comes particularly from a class of polysaccharides called beta-glucans. And mm-hmm. you can find these polysaccharides also in our mycelial community in mushrooms. Um, mm-hmm. But these beta-glucans not only um, help to lubricate our intestines and our digestive system, it helps to soothe them. And it also... Um, increases our immunity, especially Mm. to viruses. Um, Mm. And so, yeah, our body's um, innate immune system is really supported by uh, beta-glucans found both in oats and in mushrooms. Mm. Um, And so it has all these benefits. And then, of course, the most important for our gut healing series is that these soluble fibers um, also our prebiotic fibers for our probiotic microbes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just the soluble fiber in oats. Um, but right. I want to talk about the insoluble fibers, which um, sort of resist immediate sort of digestion. It's more of the, the roughage when we're mm-hmm. talking about like 
selecting oats. But before I go there, I'm, I'm wondering if you have any questions, Karina. I do. Yeah. But uh, we can get into the um, the different kinds of oats used. And then after that, I have a question. You know, I have be okay. having my questions. Yeah, babe. Yeah, babe. Okay. So let's talk about oats and oatmeal and the kinds that I work with and the kinds that y'all work with. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Patty? I love us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the first oats we have are going to be instant oats. Yes. Um, these oats uh, are rolled or pulverized or kind of destroyed so that you can quickly like add hot water, boom, oatmeal. These usually come in like the package, usually takes two minutes to cook. Um, I used to eat those as a kid. Yeah. With the, y'all remember the dino ones? Yes. Uh, the dinosaurs. <laughs> Um, yeah, listen, I'm not coming for your instant oats. Uh, <laughs> they often have a lot of stuff in them though. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of sugar, a lot of different additives. Um, and that's not yeah. my lifestyle. Um, and mm-hmm. so what's good about these oats is that they're quick to cook. Um, but because they've been pulverized, um, as a form of pre-digestion by a machine, uh, they actually raise your blood sugar really quickly. Um, and they don't have as much fiber. A lot of the, uh, insoluble fiber has been destroyed by that external mm. process. And so then we have our next level oats, which are our good old rolled oats or mm. our old fashioned oats. Right. And you can see <laughs> the nice, neat rolled, like these are really beautiful, right? Mm. These are great. They take, um, a little bit longer to cook, but they're mm. higher very much higher in minerals, vitamins, and nutrients because they haven't been so thoroughly destroyed. So when mm-hmm. you can see the whole oat and it's not flaky and ashy. <laughs> not flaky. And- <laughs> if you know that that's right, right? Like we want the good looking oats. Okay. That's right. So these oats, I like, I learned this from my, uh, my great teacher, Kay Baxter, the Kawanga Institute, shout out, Mm -hmm. shout out. Um, This was the first food I learned to ferment. And she taught us this real simple thing. She'd like, she made a pot. She, she put all the oats in a pan. She -hmm. put uh, some yogurt, some milk. She put some butter. She put the sugar Mm -hmm. and then she just left that in the oven. And then in the morning, she warmed it up and Mm. it was the best oatmeal I had ever had. And that was my first fermented oats. Like my first Mm. fermented food was making fermented oats. Um, And so what the fermentation process does, as you know, it's not just Mm -hmm. the microbes, but it's the acidity. Um, And that counteracts the anti-nutrients, the phytic acid, et cetera, et cetera, that live in all grains, beans, and legumes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it not only got rid of the the poisons, but it, it tenderized Mm. the oats and, oh, it just made them litty in the city. Oh my goodness. (laughs) It was so good. It was so good. And I was like, this, Mm. this is what I like. This is what I like. Mm -hmm. So that is, that's rolled oats. And then the next oats, which is the oatmeal that I eat at home, um, 
these are going to be the steel cut oats. Steel cut. So steel cut oats have not been squashed. <laughs> they've not mm-hmm. have, they've not been rolled out, and so they've mm-hmm. literally been cut. Right. You take the whole oat groat and you cut it. You chop mm-hmm. it, and so because it's been so minimally processed, it's going to be higher and insoluble fiber, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be higher in nutrients and minerals, but it's also going to be trickier to cook. Right. Right. And so it takes more time to process. I hope that y'all are noticing this pattern that Mm -hmm. the wholer the food is, the more time it takes us at home to process it. Right. And that's okay. I'm willing to, Mm -hmm. to do that. And so I actually cook my still cut oats in a pressure cooker um, Mm. because it needs that extra processing to um, you know be right one of my favorite oat hacks though is like I put my oat Mm. portions in pint-sized jars Mm -hmm. with the water and the butter and everything like that and then I just Mm -hmm. sit it in the fridge and then when I'm ready during the week I just pop it all in the pan cooks up super quick mm. has been processed by that like soaking right and oh. it's a quick way to have high quality oats without losing nutrition um mm. and so yeah I love oats y'all I love oatmeal um every other mm. day I try to have grains uh for breakfast and so we didn't get to talk about our African grains like millet and or some indigenous American grains like amaranth, but we will save like, yeah, we will save those for a different kind of topic. But oats is an important ancestor. Like when I went to the African food store and I saw that they made oat fufu, I said, oh, so the African ancestors co-signed the oats, so I'm gonna eat oats. Right. <laughs> That's so cool. Can you explain more about that? Cause when you, t- I said, what? Yeah. Like, in which countries do they uh, use the, uh, what's it called? The yeah. Fufu. I mean, to be honest, um, I didn't see a specific country indicated. Uh, this was just my experience at the African market. I never had mm-hmm. oat fufu before. Um, mm-hmm. But we know that because of the soluble fibers that gel, that mm-hmm. oat flour is capable of flexing and being flexible. Right. right? Um. I wouldn't have oat fufu that wasn't fermented personally. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And in general, like I avoid, well, we won't go there, but um, (laughs) just to know that like African folks were using oats and fufu really gave it like a seal of approval for me because I trust black women. Period. (laughs) Um, And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I love I love oats. I make my oatmeal with my oat straw infusion when I'm being yes. extra, you know, and <laughs> they just, they calm my body. And then my poops are just so gorgeous. Like <laughs> the way my poops be like, just so like solid and, you know, mm-hmm. great. And so things that make your poop great makes your gut happy and your microbes yeah. happy and oatmeal we just wanted to name it because oatmeal is an accessible way to mm-hmm. <clears throat> to get at um, improving our gut health um, with the soothing, the soothing fibers mm-hmm. and the um, so yeah. Depending on where your gut is, like maybe you can't tolerate the roughest 
you know, the, mm. you know, maybe what you can tolerate is the softest, the flaky oats, right? right? Yep. And that's okay. Flaky oats yeah. are fine, right? Flaky oats are fine. Yes. Flaky oats are fine. So you can have what you mm-hmm. can tolerate because I built up my microbiome over the years. Like I can tolerate um, a lot of roughage um, mm. and, you know, and that's what I'm able to have. But even me, like I, I cook it up well. Um, mm-hmm. I cook it in the in the pressure cooker, um, as I've yeah. seen many uh, Indian Americans use. And I said, okay, if the Indian Americans co-sign on it, then I'm a you know I'm a use a pressure cooker too because I trust <laughs> I trust Indian women. <laughs> <laughs> truly um, that food culture is amazing that, their food culture is on point so listen they know how to eat listen. vegetables okay. <laughs> I'm gonna look to them so <laughs> I know to process these grains yeah we gotta it, process them so what's yeah. up girl what what questions yeah. do you have yeah well I just wanted to share about my oatmeal experience as a kid yes. besides eating the packets <laughs> but um my grandma, uh, she knew I like to wake up early <laughs> and she used to have my oatmeal waiting for me at 8 a.m. And that oatmeal was everything to me. I mean, I literally spent a lot of my adulthood trying to replicate it and I think I've gotten it down. Ooh. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you make Listen. it? How do you make it? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I have some adjustments because you know I want more fat in it but yeah so what I realized as I got older is that my grandma she used to make um uh what is it called she used rolled oats Uh period period and she slow cooked them and uh she added or she cooked the oats in a cinnamon stick yeah cloves and star anise because Dominicans love that trio (laughs) and I didn't realize that till I lived in the deer um and then she added milk to it and sugar and she um served it on the side with some toast with butter and that (sighs) go ahead Deja (laughs) I just I'm so excited I want to tell you the genius of that combination okay are were you were you finished do you want to share more it was everything and okay let me tell you about the texture real quick and then get into it yes tell us okay so the texture was like slightly watery and it was like but it was the perfect texture to dip the the bread into the the oatmeal and then just like savor oh I just but um yeah brings back so many memories and like I said y'all my oatmeal now (laughs) truly it hits the spot but go ahead Asia and then I'll give y'all my recipe yes okay so why um this is important is okay so uh I noticed that Indian (laughs) shout out to my Indian American loves uh, like Kriti and Lakshmi. <laughs> Anyways, um, when I ate their oatmeal, they also mm-hmm. put the cinnamon clove or they put the cinnamon mm-hmm. stick and they always put the canela, like they always put the cinnamon in it. And 
the reason why is that oats can be sweet. They're by nature, they're sweet. And mm-hmm. so these cloves, star anise, and cinnamon are pungent spices. And so the sweet, mm-hmm. right, can probably um, like be too, too cloying, but then you put the fire that comes from the pungent spices to uplift, mm-hmm. right? And to help mm-hmm. combat, specifically cinnamon uh, combats uh, like uh, sugar, Right. And that's mm. why we often pair cinnamon with sweet things is because it's 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 supportive for people experiencing diabetes, but it also helps uh, blood glucose regulation. Um, mm. And same can be said for these other spices. So the cinnamon is actually mm. balancing out the natural sweetness. Um, and then I'm really curious because at the pairing of oatmeal and bread is like so ain't like that's my pairing too I I love having Mm -hmm. bread with my oatmeal and I'm curious if these um different spices or these different uh proteins complement each other Mm. I think that um we possibly uh can increase the um the the benefits of the protein profile in the oats and the other thing about the milk Mm. because I think both wheat and oats lack lysine and Mm -hmm. the huge uh one of the best sources of lysines are going to be animal proteins like milk Mm -hmm. yogurt so adding the dairy right to the oatmeal completes that protein profile um and so it actually matters right when we're talking about like whole nutrition so I just wanted to share that and how brilliant it is that you add all those spices to your oats because well, it- my grandma did Thanks. Teach <laughs> thank you to my grandma oh yes. that makes me so happy to know that she had this technology that maybe she didn't know how to communicate to me but she knew the things I mean she made it good and you kept it I kept it. Yeah. I remember what it tastes like. I remember the texture and I was like, I am going to replicate that. And for me, I like to add a little bit of coconut oil because I just feel like, you know, Dominicans like coconut things and I like coconuts and it just, it adds a little, a little something special to it. Um, I think that's I like to make my oatmeal in a um, a crock pot like mm-hmm. overnight so I put the coconut oil with the oats to like lubricate it a little bit because it'll burn it might burn mm. so I do that Ooh. lubricate the uh the sides of the um the crock pot mm. and then yep I put the oats in there then I put the water, then I put the cinnamon, then I put the clove and the star anise, a little bit of salt in there, let it cook overnight. And then I put in the milk and whatever sweetener that I want to use in the morning. Mm. And then, yeah, I just have a batch of oatmeal for the rest of the week. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's the way I do it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I've been experimenting a long time with different kind of oats for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, my girl, Sarah Chevelle, like, uh, shout out. Uh, she made shout me out. the best oatmeal. And I've been trying to like replicate the texture of her oatmeal because mm-hmm. it was so nice. And I was like, this is nice. Like, this mm-hmm. is, 
Um, and what I'm learning is um, my old way of throwing everything in the pot didn't bring me the texture that I wanted. So I actually needed to add like, and I use half and half. <laughs> Period. 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 Uh, so I had to add the half and half, the lactose-free half and half is my fave. Anyways, um, so I add the half and half, the butter and the sweetener last. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's the key. That's the key. I don't know why, mm -hmm. but it does something when you add it later instead of cooking it in it. So Yep. And it prevents the milk from burning. Ah, so mm -hmm. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. There we go. So yeah, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. And I have my question. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, you hear a lot and you see a lot in marketing that oats are good for heart health. Mm. Uh -huh. What do you know about that in the way that we consume our oats? Yeah. Um, so fiber in general, period, is mm -hmm. good for heart health. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so beta-glucans, um, all of these grains, like whole grains that have been processed correctly, really do mm -hmm. benefit our heart. And in Chinese medicine, I know that the heart and the small intestines are linked. And it, mm. it got me really researching um, about sort of the, the, the similarity between those two organ systems. And um, what I learned really is just the way that fiber, um, it doesn't work like a brush, right? Our body is mm. not a machine. I hate right. these metaphors. But it's Oof. sometimes useful for us to imagine that like the roughage, right, the soluble fiber, right, or the mm -hmm. insoluble fiber, that this is like cleaning, like brushing out our arteries and really mm -hmm. like capturing. Um, and it's a complex process that um, high fiber foods decrease the cholesterol mm -hmm. in our body. Um, and it's not the way that we think that it works. It's not like they're going right. around sweeping up the cholesterol because cholesterol mm -hmm. in and of itself is not bad. What the fiber mm -hmm. does though, is that it feeds the microbes that we love and these microbes eat that fiber and then shit and piss anti-inflammatory <laughs> compounds, which mm -hmm. then decrease the inflammation in our veins and arteries so that the cholesterol doesn't get stuck and cause issues, right? right? Mm -hmm. So the, you know, heart disease is often a disease of inflammation and right. fiber rich foods processed correctly can mm -hmm. decrease inflammation often indirectly by increasing the abundance of beneficial microorganisms and the metabolites that, they create in their digestive process mm, okay precisely okay 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 I feel like that makes a lot of sense I just wanted people to know why we always have the heart the 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 heart stamp on top of all the yeah oat products and I just want to name that those stamps are unreliable that corporations mm. 
often own those companies and contribute lots of money to those companies so that they can have Mm. the heart healthy stamp. You see that heart healthy stamp on things that are full of sugar, um, full of all kind of garbage, and they still have the Mm -hmm. stamp because the corporations can pay. And so you don't need to read no packaging, nothing. All you need to do is read the ingredients. Right. And that, that guides you towards health, not these external markers, because, right. you know, food politics, y'all, food politics is deep. And uh, so your bougie aunties raggedy. want you to know that those stamps, those claims, those labels, natural, none of that shit matters. Read the ingredients. Oats should have one ingredient mm-hmm. and that's oats. And if it has right. apples, it should say oats and apples, right? Like, keep those ingredients just look at that ingredient list even the oh it has fat it no 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 that stuff doesn't matter right yeah what's on the ingredient list that's what matters yo you know it's crazy in mexico like things be trifling too like the marketing is like similar to the u.s but they have some sort of policy that like the uh what is it, Secretary of Health or whatever, has to put a stamp on the front of yeah. your product. So I got some apple cider vinegar. And for some reason on the stamp, it said excess sodium. And I was like, why does it have that stamp? I look on the back, it's like some random ass shit in the, um, <laughs> in the apple cider vinegar. Like it had like artificial coloring, like some whatever sodium compound thing and I was like what as like a uh as a preservative or Mm. something and I was Mm. like what the fuck is going on Uh -uh. so I'm grateful that like they have some sort of you know uh seal (laughs) some sort of like regulation system so that like you know that something is trifling yeah (laughs) it has that seal on it if you want to know which companies love you it's not the packaging. Mm. It's literally the ingredients. Right. If they love you, they're going to use lemon instead of citric acid. Yeah. Right. If they love you, right, they're going to ferment it instead of adding acidity regulators. Like if they love you, those ingredients mm. are going to be very, very, very few. Right. Yeah. Um, and so just know that like love, it lives in the, if they had to add vitamin D to the milk, it's because mm. those cows were not outside. Yeah. You feel me? And so literally love is translated to the nutrient profile and the ingredients and not fat. Da, da, da. No, no, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. If it's real food, you don't have to worry about that. Right. But look at what they put in it. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to move into bougie auntie word of advice (laughs) (laughs) let's switch it up this week what um what words of advice do you have for the people my love (sighs) um yo I think I kind of talked about a little bit of how I'm feeling like trusting into my intuition kind of thing and how it's gotten me to where I am um I had to, or y'all heard my lovely experience that I had um, going to the dentist. And I feel like 
maybe a lot of people would be hesitant to <laughs> hop in a car with strangers to a different city mm. in a different country kind of thing like one of my friends was like um are you gonna get trafficked and I was like well if I do get trafficked you know I've had a good life you know I don't regret anything kind of thing but um there's something that my intuition like or that I trust in my intuition especially trusting of black women and that we always look out for each other um so um my bougie word of advice is you know if it's on your spirit like trust black women and trust your intuition trust that black women are going to look out for one another because we always do we've always had to so um yeah and I just feel so loved so cared about um and I doubled down on trusting that intuition that I had to trust in these black women once I got home and they dropped me off and um like I said shout out to my girl magic she gave me the biggest hug and she was like you just remind me of like a cousin and I was like thank you cousin (laughs) (laughs) it was just so sweet like that connection you know we've never met each other but just that like that love and trust that black women have with each other um it's unlike anything else I've experienced so if that's like I said if that's in your spirit like if that's you know something that y'all can connect with um I want to you know put that out there for you Mm. (laughs) what is your bougie auntie word of advice my bougie auntie word of advice. Um, I'm pulling from the conversation of intuition that you just shared and really trusting your intuition and how sometimes intuition is embodied in certain kinds of people. Mm. And um, there are like these important indicators of safety. And I love that. Like, mm. um, Whenever Cholitas were around (laughs) when I was in Bolivia, I knew I was safe. Mm -hmm. Whenever Sikhs were around in India, like literally, I knew I was safe. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I really love the way that intuition can be externalized as well. And that there are like humans that are markers for, for beauty and safety. Like if you're in a place and there are elders and babies Mm -hmm. there, and you know it's a safe space because yeah. elders and babies have specific conditions that they need in yeah. order to thrive. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, you know, I'm thinking about like what spaces are like when we design them for elders and for children and how they can benefit all people. Yeah. But my, oh, the word of advice that's on my spirit, I'm like digging deep to see like what medicine I need and. Mm. Uh, Some of the most beautiful medicine that I have experienced has been the capacity to be in relationships that can hold parts of me, like mm. like um, the way that Karina holds my morality, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> the way that like I don't have to... Um, I don't have to just trust myself all the time Mm. that like I can also like rely on and trust other people and 
Um, and I'm thinking about like, you know, these definitions of codependence mm. and how modern sort of psychological constructs continue to infiltrate our indigenous persons, having us think that um, their A is a self, which there isn't, and B, that that self needs to be completely reliant on only itself mm. and that that's a marker for strength and power. Oof. And I'm thought I'm thinking about like the interdependence that we share, Karina, and that like I am learning to share with like other friends and other community that I trust, and how that interdependence actually makes me stronger, yeah. and makes me smarter, and makes me feel safe. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's an indigenous man named Tyson Young Comporta, and he wrote this book that I love called Zantok. And in it, he talks about the difference between white notions of quote unquote insurance Mm. and white ideas of security. Mm. And he said that security for an indigenous man is knowing that other people got my back. And I just really feel that in my spirit. And I feel the rift and the harm that comes from like, psychology being quote unquote democratized and people running around talking about narcissism and all (laughs) of these terms that emerge from these white separated male others and trying to apply them to like my black female form it's just it keeps leading me to disaster and so I just my bougie auntie word of advice this week is to think about what are the, you know, indigenous places of knowledge that we can pull from versus these kind of modern notions of the mind that come from quote unquote experts Mm. um, who aren't shamans, (laughs) who aren't sangomas, right? Who aren't medicine people, right? Um, And just thinking about like, where are the indigenous resources to gain knowledge of self from? Um, and I love that these resources have us understand that knowledge of self comes from knowledge of other. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that's my bougie auntie word of advice. Like, no shade. We love y'all. We want everyone to have access to firm mental health care. And I want to name the way that colonization can feel like self. Um, and it's not always and that things are complex. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, my word of advice is, is just that where are our sources are of knowledge and understanding mm. and discover where yours are and see, see how they meld with modern ideas, mm-hmm. but also see where they don't. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. So I was uh, talking to, well, over DM, my auntie and um, she shout out to my bougie auntie um but uh we were talking for a little bit and she was saying that um <gasps> I was like yeah we're regular auntie Slida. yes my auntie Slida. Love her. we love her oh <laughs> uh, how I try to be a regular listener of her podcast and she's like oh my gosh you know you're one of the reasons why I started that podcast I was like oh. I'm crying 
because like we're taking on the bougie auntie archetype and she's my bougie auntie like she's my inspiration (laughs) so for her to say that like I inspired her podcast like means the whole world so crying that made me really happy (laughs) (laughs) really happy so yeah so thank y'all so much for listening to the podcast for engaging on socials um at petty herbalist oh you know it's funny trying to explain what petty herbalist means in spanish i don't know how to describe it but anyways um thank y'all for following uh the social medias um for supporting um asia also at bones bugs and botany on the social medias and also supporting the patreons patreon.com slash petty herbalist and patreon.com slash bones bugs and botany and uh yeah once again just another episode and we will see y'all the patrons next week at the bougie auntie time we'll remind you of that on the the socials and the patreons (laughs) (laughs) all right right, y'all remember to uh stay ready and be petty bye (laughs) bye